Hello, everybody, and welcome to Series 1, Episode 4, which is all about being ready to receive. So if we were to treat our intuition as a radar, a radar that was always active, um, always operational, picking up all the signals, all the light and energy that existed coming towards us beyond the physical layer that we're all seeing with our own eyes, if that radar was able to pick up all those other communications, all those other energies and frequencies, what kind of environment and condition do we need to be in to receive those signals, that information in the strongest, sharpest, best possible way to help us understand it, to make sense of it, to read it, to work with it even. So in this episode, I'm going to be exploring those conditions in us, both consciously, within our light body, energetically and physically. Because when you think about it, our intuitive radar, the information that it picks up has to penetrate all three layers of us. And if any of those layers are out of balance or not working or functioning quite as they could be, is it therefore affecting our radar our use of it, our deployment of it even, but is it affecting what we receive through it and our perception interpretation of what we get at the other end? Is it affecting and can it affect all of that and therefore our entire use of our intuitive radar as a whole? So in this episode, we're going to visit, first of all, the best conditions I would argue that you can have to receive the information consciously, energetically and physically. So we're going to be looking at consciously first. So we all understand by now that we have a collective conscious and that collective conscious in an ideal world should be working outside of our centre, leaving us the driver being our advisors outside of our centre and that those collective conscious parts of us shouldn't be interfering with us in the centre, with us as the driver. We should be fully in control of our centre, our core conscious and our mind, our ego, our soul, our body, our higher self should be our advisors on the outside of that space, influencing us as a team, as one. So for many of you listening to this podcast, you'll relate to a head, perhaps it's full of head chatter all the time, that you find it difficult to get silence and have silence, um, that you find it hard to switch off from your feelings and anxieties and insecurities and worries in life at the moment. 
and that those thoughts can be all-consuming, perhaps even overwhelming. Now, if you're in a position that you can relate to like that in any way, and you can imagine that your intuitive radar is deployed, if you like, and it's picking up energy and frequency around you in this moment, but your collective conscious is feeling overwhelmed or busy in terms of its activity, and there's no silence, there's no rest time, there's no quiet, it's a busy place to be, how much more difficult would your collective conscious find receiving that kind of information and actually being willing to receive that kind of information, recognising that kind of information and then processing what they interpret or perceive it to mean or be and then spitting it out in some kind of understandable, make sense form. If you have a collective conscious that's already very busy with everything going on in your life and you have no time to sit down and have some peace and quiet or to have silence, then it's very unlikely that that information, that energy, that frequency that your intuitive radar picks up will be able to get through. And that's just one part of you. That's one layer. That's your light body's layer. Just imagine as well, if on top of a busy collective conscious, we have an energy body that isn't working and flowing and in balance as it should be. And we have a physical body in the same position with issues too. When that energy and frequency is picked up by your intuitive radar and is being processed through each layer, eventually landing in your collective conscious and being spat out, if you like, that other end, even on its journey to that place, if there are issues of balance and difficulty and challenge in that in that energy, in that frequency being processed and recognised and understood and handled in the right way and sent to the right place and all this, if there are issues on its journey to that place of your conscious, then does it ever reach that place in the first place, let alone be heard and recognised and have space to be felt and seen and heard within your consciousness? So it can be quite a journey, that information that your radar picks up. But if you're activating that radar, then surely you're doing it for a reason and therefore creating the perfect conditions for that information to come in, the route making it clear, making it easy for that information to come into you right through your energy and physical bodies into your collective conscious, allowing that route to be free of hazards and barriers and blockages and and having that route flowing freely so that that information can come in. It can be perceived and interpreted and understood and then feeling confident enough about it, acted upon, 
what kind of conditions are we talking about and how do we go about creating those conditions? So I would argue that the best conditions are balanced within us at every single layer, both consciously, energetically and physically. You see, our light body, as an example, isn't just made up of our consciousness. Our light body has an anchor. Our energy body has an anchor too. Both of these bodies have anchors that allow us to exist in our physical body. The light body has something called a vivaxis, which is our light anchor. And the, the vivaxis is a really important part of our light body because the structure of it is like co-DNA, yes, but it holds a magnetic force. And that magnetic force and that connection we have with our light anchor connects us not only to the quantum field and the field of our existence, it also connects us from the quantum field to the earth and the earth energies and it's the magnetic force that draws the earth energies into our system so that we can acclimatize to the place where we live to the environment that we live in without too many side effects so one really important question to ask yourself is are you in balance with your light body? Is your light body in balance? And not only does your light body cover that whole layer, what it's also doing is telling you whether there's a barrier, at least one layer of barrier for those that information, those signals to come in from your intuitive radar. It's causing, if there's something wrong with your light body as a layer, as a whole, then it could be affecting your ability to receive anything at all. We talked about anchors and the energy body has its own anchor, which is the chi or the prana. Or in other practices and beliefs, um, life force energy. And the chi or the prana is anchored again it's anchored uh, to our quantum field uh, our source of origin and it's anchored to the ground to the earth and our energy body receives that energy through the layers so we have the etheric body being our outer layer like the i call it the jelly baby layer our aura which is uh, the next layer in, which consists of seven different layers of aura that feed into the seven key chakras within our energy system. And within our energy system, we have the meridians, the chakras and the nadis, which they don't only process our own life force energy and energy that arrives through our chi, our prana. They also process energy um, that comes in from our environment mm -hmm. 
and from within our physical system too. That energy body is really important in terms of its flow and receipt of frequency and energy as a whole. So when our intuitive radar is signaling and receiving information and that energy, that frequency is passing through our energy system and being read by the energy system and recognised as an energy we want to receive, that we want to have, that we want to read. And when the energy is being processed and is flowing through our system exactly as it should be, no blockages, no leaks, no holes, no gaps, no structural issues, no vacuums, it's free-flowing through that layer, all those layers of our energy body, when that's in a perfect place of balance, when everything is robust and working as it should be, then we have the best chance possible to receive that energy and that frequency in the strongest way possible. And just as there is with the light body, with both the light and the energy bodies, these are two parallel, if you like, layers that that overlay us physically. So each of these layers needs to be aligned with the next. Each of these layers needs to be feeding in to each other as they could be without any difficulty. Each of these layers needs to be supporting us and our health and well-being in an optimum way. So when we look at each of these layers, we also understand that there's much more to know about these layers. There's much more to understand about what could go wrong with these layers and how to fix them. But one thing is clear. These layers are vitally important to us being able to use and receive the information and signals our intuitive radar is receiving and sending into us to process. If we were exhibiting difficulties in both of these two layers in any way, each difficulty that we experience that's not functioning as it could be in either layer is adding to and potentially weakening that signal, that information, that receipt. So at this stage of the game, we should also be asking ourselves, am I energetically in balance? And are these layers of me, all three of them, in alignment with each other in balance? So what kind of things can affect us in terms of our energy body and our light body? Just as an example, what kind of things are we talking about? So we know quite strongly that magnetic forces and electrical forces in the environment can affect us as individuals. And when we look at um, ourselves and we look at animals, as an example, we all have magnetic and electrical fields that protect us as well in these outer layers. And why do we need those, those protection, protectional layers? Why do we need them? Well, if you think about the moon as an example, 
the moon has a very strong magnetic force. So strong, as you know, that it can affect and does affect the sea and has created a tidal system uh, within all of our planetary seas, um, something we all scientifically recognise and accept. As humans, as animals, we all have fluid in our systems. We have water, we have blood, and we have other fluids too. And without the protection of our magnetic field, our water, our fluid can be affected by the same magnetic force that affects the seeds in that way. Um, and for most of us who have a very robust magnetic field, we can go through perhaps a cycle of the moon without feeling any detrimental effects. But for others, they're very sensitive to lunar cycles and other astrological events, which can also generate um, a lot of energy, such as solar flares. And these events can have an effect on our body, the fluids within our body, for one thing. So when we're looking at what kind of things can bring us out of balance, just as one example of something that's natural as well, a natural event rather than a man-made event, um, that is something that can put our system under pressure, that can erode our own magnetic field of protection. When we're looking at man-made events or circumstances, we have all kinds of synthetic and man-made frequencies and energies within our environment. Electromagnetic radiation and frequency um, that can interfere with our own, with that of ourselves and animals, even things such as smartwatches and Fitbits and smart meters Wi-Fi being the obvious, um, and all kinds of devices, including cordless phones, cordless alarm clocks. There's all kinds of things nowadays that are connected via man-made frequencies. Some people and animals can also find that they're affected by what we call low energies. These are the energies of other humans and non-humans that can piggyback on ours and affect ours. People and animals can also be affected by geopathic energies, so energies that are occurring in the land where we live or in the house uh, where we live. All these energies can affect ours. On top of pollution, chemicals and toxins that pollute the atmosphere, Viruses and bacterias that we can um, ingest and um, have to deal with physically. All these external influences can affect these layers and take us out of balance. And when we're out of balance in any of those layers, as we said, it can affect our ability to receive strongly and sharply the information that we're seeking around us through our intuitive radar or just receiving around us 
uh, using the same tools. And speaking of physical conditions, our best conditions physically, you know, our physical bodies have to undergo a lot of stress and strain in our lifetimes. They can experience all kinds of blockages, um, ill health, um, shock and trauma in our system when we're feeling stressed and under strain, alignment issues. There's all kinds of physical issues that can inhibit us, that can that can affect our ability to feel and sense and receive um, through our intuitive radar. So this is also a good time to ask if we're in balance physically. Is our physical body currently in balance? Does it feel in balance? So these are simple questions we can ask ourselves. We've looked in this episode at whether we're in physical balance, energy balance, light body balance. We've asked ourselves if any external energies are affecting ours. So we've asked ourselves all these questions, but how do we know the answer to them? Now that we hold the knowledge that I've just described, it's a very simple task to ask ourselves if we feel out of sorts. We can see from the evidence around us as to whether our life is currently in balance or not. How are we feeling right now? How are we feeling most days? Are we feeling stressed and strained? Are we feeling happy or unhappy? Are we feeling that life is tough? Are we feeling that things are so hard at the moment we don't know what to do or where to turn? Do we feel overwhelmed? Do we feel like we're coping or managing? We can see when we look around us the evidence of our own balance. We know deep down when we look at ourselves honestly and truthfully, whether we're in balance or something's amiss. And we may not understand exactly where that imbalance comes from, but we know when we're not in balance and we know when things are going well and that we're feeling generally on good form and in a good, healthy, straightforward place where there's no peaks and troughs going on all the time, but we're consistently in that place and not changing from day to day, when we're in that place, we know when we're in balance. So at the very basic of levels, when we understand our balance today, then we understand what our next steps need to be. Now, if you're following the YouTube series, then the YouTube series is all about the practicality of self-help. And there are really very practical, straightforward methods to help ourselves reach a balance, both consciously, energetically and physically to a certain degree. But in at the level we're listening at this time, my biggest recommendation to you, if you're on this journey of exploring your intuition, is to find yourself a trusted practitioner, energy worker or therapist that can work 
with all three layers of us, physically, energetically and consciously, or a couple of therapists that cover those areas, or an intuitive mentor that covers all of the areas, and ask them to assist you on your journey of exploring your intuition. I think it's a really good and healthy thing to have somebody else with you on the journey, at least. If it's not just friends, that there's a practitioner as well that you can work alongside who's helping you understand and explore your own journey of balance because it it can be a journey in itself. There are some amazing practitioners out there and they will help you to sweep the path and clear the way for your journey forward with your intuitive radar. There are, of course other ways that you can help yourself uh, with some small immediate things in your initial environment. So looking at your environment um, at home, you know, are there any frequencies or energies that could be interfering with your intuitive radar? I'm talking about devices and um, electromagnetic frequencies and radiation that can interfere with um, other frequencies and energies that you're trying to receive. Um, Can you or do you have access to using uh, crystals, alchemy, essences, sound, perhaps even channeled energies yourself to offset other environmental interferences going on where you are? Working on your own vibration and raising your vibration through things such as music and sound, grounding, meditation, drinking water, exercise, fresh air, all these things are really beneficial to raising your vibration because the higher your vibration, which I treat really as like your volume, the stronger the intuitive experience, the stronger the signal and information you can get through your radar, your intuitive radar, as long as all those other levels have a free flow so you can receive what you want and need as you need it. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, Please move to the YouTube channel, which will be arriving soon, to watch and understand a little bit more detail of this area. As an addition, please feel free to join our Facebook group, the Intuitive Development Club, which you'll find and access on Facebook, a group and community of like-minded people talking about the same things, with the same language and same understanding. Looking forward to meeting you all again in episode five. Don't miss it. It'll be here soon. Bye for now.